And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? Zach here, and welcome to an episode of MLM Rebels. I'm excited to spend some time with you guys here today. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I actually uh, regret a little bit um, and what I'm doing to fix it, and also what you guys, uh, I th- personally, in my opinion, uh, you know, would would be smart to focus on. And of course, this is just my opinion, as with everything on this episode. Um, so, you know, of course, you know that. But I wanted to share with you guys something that you know that I've been starting to do uh, a lot more consistently and a lot more diligently because of what I have you know missed out on by not doing it. And not too long ago, actually, it's not even released yet. But um, the, rec- the recording happened maybe two months ago. We had a. Uh, a personal a personal brand branding expert on our podcast and he's not some like random guy like oh he's like you know just some random person like a lot of people are experts that have no really uh business uh you know telling telling people that they are certain things right um this guy uh is probably the i would say he's probably the top two foremost known people on personal branding um and so he was on our uh, on our podcast. We, like I said, we have not released the episode yet, um, you know, but uh, but it will be out very shortly. And one and we basically were talking about uh, you know personally branding yourself and you know the the best ways to do that, the benefits of that, et cetera, et cetera. And earlier this year, um, I w- or we were in when we were in Asia. Um, I was I was farting around on YouTube one day at a Starbucks and uh, I was like really just trying to kind of like catch my you know creative side and sometimes I do that by you know being on YouTube and just kind of watching you know videos or maybe reading you know uh, reading other people's copywriting and stuff like that and I ran across this dude and um, he's not in you know he's not in the marketing space not in the you know not in the network marketing space anything like that just a totally totally other industry and young young kid and uh, he does well in his regular business, and I started looking at his, I started watching his, some of his videos, and I subscribed to him because they were really good and stuff like that, and as I subscribed to him, I saw his channel, like, explode, um, like, just literally blow up, and obviously it wasn't uh, because, you know, we subscribed, I mean, maybe it is, 
just kidding. But, you know, we probably just got wind of his content as his channel was subscribing. And literally every day when I would go in to, like, watch one of his videos, there would be, like, a thousand new subscribers or more, like, every day. Um, Like, every day there would be, you know, like, a thousand new people, like, watching his stuff. And I was like, holy crap. This guy's getting a ton of exposure. And then I, you know, I, I, then I somehow, I remember, I don't remember how I found out, but I somehow found out like roughly how much money he was making off of his, you know, his, uh, his info product sales, his course sales. He's got one course. It's a $300 course. The sales page, you know, is not very good um, because that's not his business. His business is something totally else. So totally different. And he's a one $300 course. And I, I remember somehow calculating it or something like that. But I remember calculating he was making like five or six grand a day off of his course sales. I was like, dude, this guy's like his, his marketing stuff is not very good. His sales page isn't very good. His sales videos, like none of it's very good. But he's crushing it with course sales. And people are getting results because, you know, I mean, that's what a huge thing, right? Like his course was getting people results. And, um, but it was only $300 making like five or six grand a day. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's getting a ton of traffic. And he doesn't even know how to run traffic. You know, he doesn't know how to run ads, none of that stuff. He's getting a ton of traffic for free. And it's all because his YouTube channel is blowing up. And I started to like look back and basically for the past two years, he's been posting a video every single day. And, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally missed this mark here as far as like personally branding myself. Cause you know, we kind of got into the online world about you know, three years ago at this point, maybe three and a half years ago. And I knew from the beginning, I knew that I didn't want to make this mistake that I'm, t- I'm talking about right now. And so, you know, one of the first things that we did, we said we set up a website and a blog and I, you know, not that great at posting on it, but you know, we've been posting on it semi consistently for, you know, a few years. And, um, and, you know, started an Instagram account and, and all these things. And I was like, I, was like I, I basically didn't want to be here where I'm at now. And like, I was like, okay, I, I want to make sure that this, like this, as we build content, it stays in the world's ecosystem, right? And takes advantage of things like SEO and, and built in SEO, like, you know, YouTube and things like that. And, um, you know, I am like medium proud to say that like we've been semi-consistent with putting blogs out there um, and been pretty darn consistent with keeping our email list really warm by sending, I would say an average, if you average it all out, I probably send an email a week, um, maybe two, um, which is, you know, pretty good. Like our open rate is, you know, well above, well above industry average. Um, people respond very well when we put an offer out there that is good and that people actually want. Um, so I'm very, I'm very happy about that, but I'm really not so happy with the way that, with the consistent level that we have put into our personal branding and then the resources, like the money behind getting people to like do SEO for us and stuff like that. Now, there was a specific reason. This wasn't laziness. And this is what I'm about to, this is actually, this is the thing I wanted to tell you today is there's a specific reason that we didn't put a bunch of effort into personal branding. And that was because I only had a limited amount of bandwidth, as we all do, right? And I knew I I can't really focus on branding and on figuring the cold traffic thing out, like paying for ads. And so I chose to focus on direct response. And probably some of that was like my own thinking. And some of that was because the first guy I started following um, is, uh, well, I'll just tell you, his name is Mike Dillard. And I've told him, I've talked about his name before, and he's an incredible direct response marketer. And he's all about turning advertising into profit. And so is Frank Kern. And so I really started following them. And so essentially, I got really focused on if I can spend money, if I can spend a dollar and make two, like that's the best skill for me to have because 
a platform can screw me. You know, Google algorithms can change. The SEO things can change. My my site can go from the first page to the 10th page overnight. Nothing I can do about it. You know, I can go from having a ton of subscribers on YouTube and getting lots of views to going to no views because someone on YouTube gets pissed at me and thinks my content is, you know, not what they want to see. I mean, it happens all the time. Uh, same thing with Facebook. A lot of people, um, I remember... When I started to get into this, I was looking at what happened to people in, to, uh, that built their business on Facebook in 2009 and 11 through, through 2011 who built their business based on Facebook pages. They made you know millions of dollars really, really fast. A lot of the people that you might admire even in, in this industry, network marketing, um, built their business in 2009 to 2011 on Facebook pages when likes were really cheap and the, the reach was really big. And then the whole thing freaking collapsed in 2011, 2012, when Facebook changed their algorithms. And now those people that like those quote-unquote icons are like scrambling because that's the only thing they knew how to do. And I see them trying to do direct, to, to do direct, direct response marketing, and it's not really working that good because they didn't really put the time and they're not, they're not currently putting the time in to really figure that out. They're kind of trying to find the next, you know, the, light, the next like Facebook wave to catch. And so I didn't want to be in that position. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to focus my efforts on really, really getting good at advertising and turning the advertising into profit, turning $1 into two or $1 into three or $1 into four. And if I can get good at that, then no matter what platform tries to screw me, I can always take my advertising knowledge and my funnel crafting knowledge, my copywriting knowledge, and bring it to any platform because there always will be a platform and I can put it there and I can always make my, I can always make the money I need to make to advertise the thing I need to advertise. And so that's what we did. And, um, and if I had to do it all over again, this is the exact way I would do it again. Because we, you know, have we been screwed over by Facebook at, at certain times? Yep. Have we been screwed over by other platforms? Yep. But we can take the strategies and just basically adapt them to another platform and, and, uh, and, the, and they'll work. And that's the whole point. That's the protection that I wanted. But if I could do it all over again, this is probably what I would do. So I probably spend 95% of my time focusing on getting good at direct response and 5% of my time like branding, you know, um, writing blogs, videos, etc. I would probably switch it. I would do 80% of my time on direct response and I would spend at least 20% of my time on some sort of branding. So I'd probably do, do like an hour to an hour and a half a day of some type of branding work, um, like stuff that will last beyond, you know, you know, whatever. That's, that's one of the reasons why you're hearing a lot of podcasts coming out. It's one of the reasons why you're seeing me pump out more videos um, is because of this. And so we're taking like, you know, I'm trying to take 20% of my time. It's actually a little less, but I'm trying to take up to 20% of my time to do this stuff right now so that in three years from now, not only do we have ads that are out converting, you know, pretty much everyone in the space, which as far as I know right now, I think there's only one other person that has advertising in the network marketing space that is like on par with us, you know, I don't know exactly where it's at, but I just know that I keep seeing his stuff, you know, out there and getting bigger and bigger. And he's, uh, he's an acquaintance of ours. So, and I know his stuff is working, but other than that, I don't know of anyone else. And so I want this stuff to continue. I want our, you know, our advertising, of course, to continue to work. But in three years from now, I want to get the traffic like that guy I told you about that I found on YouTube. I want to get traffic like that, where, you know, it's like just humongous amounts of free traffic, um, that, you know, is hopefully perpetual. Now, at some point, you know, that dude is probably going to get screwed over by YouTube, right? Just like every content producer eventually gets screwed over by the, by the, by the thing, by the platform that is running their stuff, which is why you always need to have a business backbone 
to your content production, which is why we chose direct response because that was the business backbone, right? You see a lot of producers a lot of times get screwed over unless they're, if they're, if they're A-list names, they're going to be fine. But if they're not an A-list name, if they're just a content producer and they, and the, the platform screws them, that's a big problem. So that's why we focused on the business side of things first. And then now we're like, okay, now let's catch up with our, with our branding, with our production and all this stuff. Now, again, like I said, we, I think I went a little overboard. We made a mistake. I should have been not 50-50, but at least 80-20, maybe more like 70-30, 60-40. I should have been more focused on this the whole time. So yeah, I just want to let you guys um, in on one of my mistakes, one of my kind of regrets that um, I have to take full responsibility for. This was a hunt. Like, there's a few mistakes that I've made in the past that ultimately, they come down to me. They were my fault. But um, I was I was molded very heavily to make those mistakes um, uh, by people that I believe had the right intentions in mind. But... Um, you know, like it's still my fault, but like, but like I really was really influenced in a, in a negative way. So there's a couple, I have two of those regrets, but this regret, like this regret is a hundred percent on me. And, um, and at the end of the day, all of the mistakes that we've made, that you've made, that I've made, they're all, all ultimately they're all, they're all our fault. We have to take hundred percent responsibility for them, but this one is like really, really my fault. Um, like I should have fixed this earlier. And um, I just want to, if I don't care where you're at in your journey, if you're early into your journey or late in your journey or middle, I would, I would just, you know, hopefully you learn something from what I just shared with you and, um, and you don't make the same mistake that I did. At the same time, don't go the other end of the coin and, you know, and be so heavily, like I see a lot of people really heavily on the branding side. They're like 80-20 on branding or, you know, 90-10 on branding. And most of them, like, most of them never really get anywhere because, you know, you, you, I mean, <laughs> well... You probably know all the exa- you probably know all the examples, but I wouldn't go so far that way. Just be consistent with both for a long period of time, and and everything will work out. You know the the key is the consistency because with the branding stuff, you have to do it for a long time to make it work. With the direct response stuff, you have to do it for a long time to make it work. I believe it's a faster path. I really do. Um, but it's still you still have to put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, and you have to put in money on the direct response path. I mean, you put in money on both sides. Um, but it's more clear cut when it's on the direct response path. You're literally taking money out of your pocket. And you're putting into ads. Whereas on the branding path, you're taking your money out in the form of like tons of time, right? And doing that. So anyway, hopefully this made sense. I know that's kind of a kind of a lot, um, but hopefully this helped in some way. If you found value in this, do me a favor, leave a review and a rating down below. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he was he was like, "Hey man, I really really enjoy your podcast." And uh, he's listened to like he like been listening to a million episodes, and he's like, "I really enjoy your podcast." And I promise I'll I'll leave a review soon. And I was like, "Hey man, it's all good." Like you know, it, I appreciate that, and I do and I do very much appreciate it. But um, if you're in the same boat, if you've been receiving value from the podcast, um, do me a favor. Like the way that you can give value back is by doing that is by leaving a review and a rating down below um and that would be fantastic well anyway it was amazing spending time with all of you today and um appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you all soon and see you in the next episode thanks